0: G'day, guys. Welcome to the All Spot Unlocked show. As always, uh, I'm your host, Max Stroud, joined by my, by my producer, Ben. How are you going, Ben?
1: Oh, good, thanks, mate. How are you going?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Um, quite a nice Monday evening uh, in Melbourne. Yep. Pleasant um, evening.
1: It's fine up a bit after a terrible morning. Yeah, it was
0: pretty uh, chilly over the weekend, too. How'd your weekend go, Ben?
1: Uh, yeah, same old, same old. Races on Saturday, chilled out Sunday, a bit of, bit of PS4. Uh, not too much
0: to say, really. Yeah, not much has changed from the usual uh, weekend routine.
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully this Saturday can be a bit different.
0: Yeah, well, obviously the uh, the national commission uh, looking at this Friday possibly uh, relax uh, restrictions a little bit, so that should be I should see a return to a maybe not normal routines, but uh, at the very least something to look forward to. Um, speaking of the races, how do you uh, how do you travel? Have a, did you have a wager?
1: Um, I, I finished down. I think picking the quaddy um, at Morph of Deal got, got me my, my spirits up a little bit, even though I didn't really think about how quaddy works and didn't really put enough on it to win any great amount. But I, I picked it, so that's a, bit wins of a win. win. Brewster. Wins a win. Wins a win. We'll help the account for next Saturday, I'm guessing. And um, yeah, we move on. Could have been worse. Yeah, Could have been better.
0: The, um... Early results at Sandown, let it down a few punters, um, myself included. Uh, Duke of Plumpton and then Lunacorn getting rolled in back-to-back races as odds on favourites, uh, certainly through a spatter in the works. Um, Toffy Tongue was uh, absolutely brilliant uh, in the Oaks, um, who I think saved a lot of punters uh, getting up at a reasonable odd, including myself, um, and that just looks like another superstar horse out of the uh, Waller, Waller Stable. Um, incredibly, breaking its maiden um, in Group One company, and it just looked, as I discussed on the uh, on the show that went out Friday, uh, it was just it was primed to win, um, and it did just that. Um, and then Parky got me a nice little collect um, as a get out of jail stakes winner, um, so I was pretty happy with that. So it ended up being an okay day, even though a couple of the earlier ones didn't quite go to plan. Um, so. Before, so we're going to do the 2002 uh, mock draft today. Um, obviously, I've been doing the 2001 one, so it's um, time to do the 2002 one. Um, before we get into that, obviously the big story that's uh, come out over the weekend uh, was the Dean Laidley uh, uh, yeah. arrest. Um, probably one of the more bizarre things that have happened that I can remember, uh, not just in the AFL, in the AFL community, but in sport as well. Um, oh, it's quite bizarre. I don't don't really know how to explain. I think it's pretty been pretty well documented. Um, latest developments is the um, the police officer who shared the those uh, images um, of of uh, Dean in uh, in custody um, has been pretty much told that he's going to get some severe consequences after two years in jail or forty thousand in fines. Seems to be the uh, the going rate right at this stage. And, and overall, um... just. Um, just quite bizarre. I think I, I woke up this morning, obviously came out last night, I woke up this morning, I just couldn't really comprehend that it was real, to be honest. Couldn't couldn't you just couldn't make that kind of stuff up, could you?
1: No, yeah, it's one of those stories you if you told someone and there was no media coverage about it, you wouldn't really believe them if they said it to you. But um looking at everything, I think and how bad that um mugshot picture looks. Mm. Um well, apparently he has been off the rails for a while now after his um playing and coaching years, um, I think he's been off the rails and on the ice and um, yeah, I think
0: was well, clearly got, um, got to got some some problems going there. Um, yeah, I think and
1: way. like one of the comments I saw, I think once it um <clears throat> because he was. Dressed as Daniella, which is what what he what he wants to be referred to as, and now he wants to be put in a women's prison. Um, these pictures being leaked, and the the comments mean that it's more transphobic as well, which could increase the uh, punishment for the senior constable. I think that was the one that leaked the photos, and he's been stood down already, and looking at some pretty big um pretty big punishment.
0: It um, speaks as well to the some of the battles that the AFL and the AFL PlayStation have had uh, in recent times with peep with players uh, and coaches after their their time in the limelight, not properly um, preparing them. Of the names that come straight to mind, um, Bomber Thompson, Ben Cousins, um, who've had their problems with the law, yeah, even yeah. someone like Colin Sylvia, um, sadly passed away last year. Um, but there's a lot of people who've battled after their playing days are over. Um, and so it's something I think all sports around the world um, take it very seriously. Um, the mental, obviously, the mental well being of all of the athletes, and I think it's just it's going to be something that's going to always bob up and be be an issue because uh, for most of them, footy's all they know. Um, yeah, exactly. and you take take footy away, um, all the sudden, not left for. The, obviously, a lot of lot of players have other business interests um, they can get into. Like I don't know a lot of people, a lot of former players have started businesses in, in different fields, and a lot of well, them been very successful as well.
1: well. That's the thing. I think the difference between – one of the many differences between Australian sport and American sport and European sport is that the, the difference in the money that players and a lot of AFL players, they come out earning a lot less than what other people would into and they go into, the, they go into lo- life after. 35 36 with no qualifications um, and that's why I think I think every club now they make a they make every player either study something on the side or start like or like a trade or yeah. study something at uni or have that backup so if they do do an ACL in their second year and have a lot of kids like Jack Higgins he dropped out of school in year 11 and was apparently dumb as anything and he's had his brain injury now and if he can't get back into AFL obviously he can just fall back into a trade and stuff but it's um yeah it's a problem for AFL players because you look at the NBA players they make so much money they retire at 30 and they've got money set for next 20 years amazing how many of them go bankrupt as well though yes um and they do, they do, but you know what I mean? If they were smart about it and they could save their money and actually put it towards their, the rest of their life instead of what a lot of AFL players, they've got, I'm not saying they don't make a nut, they don't make not a lot, but they still have to work after they finish. They can't just live off how much money they've made.
0: Yeah, it, um, you're absolutely right. It's uh, It's going to be uh, one of those things. It's going to um, be prevalent Uh across the board. Um, look, I don't think there's much more we can add about it at this stage. It's obviously still a very, very fresh developing story. and We can't, don't want to say anything that's um, – we don't want to uh, make assumptions about what's going on um, with that case. So we'll leave that um, till after, I guess, he's been in court and um, we yep. find out more. Um, so I think we'll move pretty much straight on to the draft, um, which is going to be our main focus um, tonight. Um, so coming off the 2001 Super Draft, this one, as the most other drafts, pales in comparison. Um, you've still got a lot of... Um, uh, we, we always go back to the word, the role players. Um, a lot of a lot of premiership players, a lot of defenders in this draft. Um, another one that we don't have a lot of forwards. Um, the only person in this draft to kick more than 300 goals was uh, Jay Schultz. Um, obviously, a Richmond and Port Adelaide player. Um, we had eight all Australians. Uh, I think I had eighteen uh, in the two thousand one draft. So it's a bit of a step down. Eleven Premiership players, three three hundred gamers. I've uh, been Brendan Goddard, Jared McVeigh, and Kate Simpson. And so as as I've done, uh, sorry, and eleven extra ones who were two hundred gamers as well. Um, and then as I've done with all of them, so I've done legends, all of Famers, and stars. Remember those? That segment, Ben. Yes, yes, I do, mate. So. No legends, no Hall of Famers in this one. Um, as far as stars, um, I've included Brendan Goddard and Joe Watson. They were the only two who really stood up um, and were stars of the competition for an extended period of time, multiple Australians or best and fairest. Um, I think, and obviously as we'll get into some of the guys just after, uh, didn't really take it, uh, take the competition by the same uh, same level. That those top two did. Um, so without further ado, um, let's, let's get to the number one pick. You had the number one pick in 2001, so I'm going to take yep. the 2002 first pick back. Um, I, wa- I wonder who you're going to go with. So it it as I, it boils down to Brendan Goddard, Joe Watson. Um, I so Brendan Goddard was the original number one pick. Obviously, Joe Watson, um, father's son, uh, was pick 40, same as Gary Abbott in 2001. Um. I think the Saints stick with uh, picking Goddard. Um, I think the it 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 comes down to what you want out of football. It's, you want the the peak at their at for Job's three year peak. He was probably a better player than Goddard ever was. Goddard's played one hundred and fourteen more games. Uh, he's I think he was a longer for a, better for a longer time than Job was. Uh, Job had uh, had his ease obviously technically won the Brown, but it's been taken away since. But um, and then a few Best and fairest thrown in there for the Bombers as well. And I think God- Goddard played in better teams, at the Saints than Job ever did. Fair enough. Obviously ended his career at Essendon. Has uh, come at, with a few comments last week about disappointment that was for him. But um, I- I'm sticking with Goddard here. At, at, when he was yep. up and going, 2009, 2010, on, 2010 um, it, there wasn't many players better than him. Play all around the ground. I think the versatility is a big thing for him as well. Um, yep. Would you agree with that, or would you go on for Watson?
1: Um, I think, like you said, it does. And you know, uh, I think probably two different. They were a bit different players. I think depending on what you wanted, but I can't really. I think you would have to agree with Goddard. Um, I, I would have picked Goddard. I think, yep. Um, as as a number one pick, just I'll I'll go. I'll, I'm going to pick Joe Watson as the number two. Obviously, quite yep. comfortably. He, I th- I considered McVeigh. But I think Watson's probably um just ahead. Two time all Australian, three time B and F player, two uh two hundred and twenty goal no two hundred and twenty games, hundred and thirteen goals, a hundred and thirteen Brownlow votes. Um quick question, do you th- what do you what's your point of view on the um when Watson won that um Brownlow? Um Do you think he should have should have after what happened. What came out after? Do you think he should have been able to keep it, or do you reckon? I don't. I don't. I don't think. Choice? I don't
0: think they had a choice. To be honest, I think. Um, the, based on what everything that came out afterwards, um, from a uh, from the uh, obviously the drug saga, I think he had to lose it. Whether or not, whether or not that's fair, uh, is up for not for debate. I, I'm. Yeah, I. I don't think you can walk away with that when your club's lost everything and you've walked away with a brown the medal, I'm not sure if that's um, yep. what can be uh, if that's uh, applicable. Um, so originally Daniel Wells was the pick uh, for the Kangans there. He um, yep. was a pretty good player for, for a long time. Daniel Wells obviously will, will probably be remembered for his last couple of years at Collingwood where he couldn't get on the park, um, but had a while there. And I'm sure he will be uh, in our top three, four, five, um, in the draft. Um, moving on to number three. Um, so originally, this was uh, Brisbane's pick. Um, they took Jared Brennan. Um, this was after they traded um, Des Hedlund uh, to the Dockers. Obviously, uh, this is uh, after their second premiership. Um, Des Hedlund uh, came for a move uh, back home west um, and they were able to attain pick three. Uh, pick Jared Brennan, as I just mentioned, um, who Another one of those blokes showed a lot of promise, and he just didn't quite get the kind the career he was after. Probably, hundred ninety-five centimeters, ninety-five kilos, and athletic. Uh, I remember him streaming down the wing, ball holding in one hand. Um, that was that was one of his uh, main things that he did. His uh, stereotypical uh, Jared Brennan, and just had his moments, but not the uh, substance. So I'm going for Jared McVeigh um, with the number three pick. One all yep. Australian, two best and fairest, uh, and obviously at the two thousand twelve flag with the Swans. Um, for over three hundred games, over two hundred goals. So another one you can throw right around the park. Most of his prime years were spent through the middle, um, but then moved down back, and was a pretty handy contributor, um, and a very uh, well liked teammate as well. Obviously, uh, captain of the club for a little while. Um, so I think that's a pretty pretty safe pick. Uh, number three for the Lions.
1: Yeah, I can't, don't have too many arguments about that. I always liked him as a player and I always thought he was a pretty, it's, he seemed like a pretty um, good bloke, loved the club, was a very good leader for the Swans. Um, and yeah, I can't, don't have too many complaints.
0: Originally picked five, so in this uh, this scenario, gets to move up a couple spots. Yeah, it's a uh, pretty good pick, by the nick. Yeah, happy with that one. Uh, next was the doggies. So originally took Tim Walsh. Um, if you haven't heard of him, I can't blame him. <laughs> just the one, just the one game to his tally, uh, for the, and the one goal. You know, Centre half forward um, from um, North North uh, North North Victoria. Um, so I'm guessing you're probably not going to take Tim Walsh again. Um, no.
1: Um, well, speaking of bad picks, I just had a look before about who Melbourne picked. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. That. yeah. I'm looking forward to that segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so pick four to the doggies. I it's probably I had I there's three players I would consider for this. And um I'm gonna pick Cade Simpson. Yep who went originally forty five to the blues. He went to the blues originally, yep. Yes. Yeah. Um three hundred and twenty five games, hundred and thirty eight goals, BNF Um I think Still going around now too. Um, I always like Cade Simpson. He's pretty good. Um, he was pretty just a solid player for the club through some dark years. Um, when Blue, Blues went alright for a few, there a few, there was a stage through there where Blues were pretty good and were sort of around that mark. Not never really challenging through a flag, but around that finals mark.
0: Not a lot of joy for Cade throughout his uh, throughout his career. Yeah.
1: And then it'll, obviously, there's been some pretty pretty average years recently, and um, but I think to be stuck with it throughout with one club for that whole time, never demand, never demanding a trade, really. Um, I think he, I think he deserves to go number four. Originally pick forty five, you'd be happy with that as a Carlton fan to get that much out of one player.
0: Um, two more points yeah. about Simpson: um, only player in this draft still playing. Uh, funnily enough, it, yep. you know, all the drafts we've done so far, we've had still just one current player Sean Berger in 2000, um, Gary Ablin in 2001, and now Cade Simpson 2002. So, yep. funny that there's just one from every year. you think as you go along, a little bit more. Um, and then also, a very, very good super coach, uh, contributor um, for quite a while, Cade <laughs> um, Simpson. Um, obviously, ever since Sam Dockett, he's arrived at the Blues. Uh, he's, uh, his stats have gone down a tad. Um, but. Overall, that left boot of his off the back flank uh, has been pretty reliable, and the long sleeves as well. I know we're both uh, class. both uh, big uh, believe in the sleeves, kind of bless. Yes, we so, are. Uh, that always gets extra points. Um, I've, so number five, uh, Sydney, originally had Jared McVeigh. So obviously he is off off to Brisbane now in this uh, hypothetical. So I'm going to go with Andrew Mackey here, uh, just ahead of Daniel Wells. Um, just obviously Mackie, three premierships, um, all Australian. And when you look through those, some of those old games, um, that he played, uh, through when John were really successful, in the in that late two thousands run, he was he was the the rock with Scarlett, and then right down back, um, kicked it nicely, um, uh, great distributor by foot, um, good Set mark, pretty t- tough enough, um, of two hundred and eighty games, was hardly ever injured um and just a, you just you're just someone that you want to have um, on your side
1: yeah I think um I can't I was I was going to pick him there as well um he was always just a solid player for them especially when they were very good um yeah you don't have too many arguments about that one
0: um, um so number six was originally number seven to the cat so that they're going to have to find someone uh, someone a bit different. So number yep. six, um, The Power.
1: Yep. Who, I've got... Originally um, took
0: Steven Salopec, um, who was a reasonable player, played over 100 games for the club, was in that grand final team in 2007. Um, but who, who are you taking now?
1: I'm going to go with uh, Daniel Wells. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think I had to. Yeah. Um, Originally taken at two, so it slips down a little bit. Um, two times B, two time BNF, two hundred and fifty eight games, hundred and sixty six goals, including goal of the year in two thousand
0: four. That was when go- he go- kicked it out of
1: the air, didn't he? Yep. Against um out, over in um out west. Uh, grabbed it out of midair. Obviously can't do that anymore. Um, but uh I think and he he had his troubles towards the end of the end of his career at um Collingwood. He couldn't really he was on and off the park. I think a lot of people thought he was past it. Um, he had a um end of twenty at the end of the twenty eleven season he had a he had sold shoulder surgery and he discovered they discovered a um large blood clot on his lungs and obviously he had a so that was a bit a bit of a health scare. Um he luckily returned to full health and um Playing again, but I think I think towards the end of his career that he um, he would be he will be re- remembered for sort of going on maybe a season or two too long. Yeah, but uh, was a pretty good player in mm-hmm. his prime and um, did well two hundred forty three games for North. Um, yes, so that's my pick. Off to Geelong
0: next. Yeah. So. This is it starts to drop off a bit as we've seen it quite often. Uh and to be honest, from seven through to twenty, there's not much in it. Uh no. a lot of people yeah, around those 200, that two hundred that to those two hundred game sort of characters. Um it's very they, it's very similar to the first draft we did. It's yeah. all very similar stats and it's can you can couple all Australians, couple best and fairest. Um so yeah. to start all off, um cats originally with Mackie. I'm gonna surprise a few people here. Um I'm going to go for Sean Dempster at number seven. Um, I know that's probably not the name people probably associate with a top ten pick in the draft. But for 222 games, he was very, very solid. Uh, Snuck an all-Australian team in there in 2012. Um, Played in his first 95 games, played in five grand finals, which is just an incredible stat.
1: Uh, Wait, sorry, what?
0: In his first 95 games, he was in five grand finals. Jesus. So he was <laughs> found himself in good sides, obviously starting off at the Swans where he was in that 2005 premiership uh, and then on to the Saints after that. Uh, originally father-son to the Swans, with picked 34. Um, and he, yeah, so he is going to in this situation. Obviously no father-son's anymore. So we're going to Geelong. Where he's probably going to be a pretty uh, solid contributor, I reckon. Um, you could player. could maybe go for someone who's a bit more flashy. Um, we'll see what you do with pick eight to the Hawks, who originally had Luke Brennan, who played just the twenty eight games.
1: See, you are right when you like you said before. It was um, between this seven, um, between this seven and twenty markets, all so similar. Um, you really could almost pick anyone. I'm gonna go with Nick Melchewski. Yep. Originally 64, one-time All Australian, one Premiership, 210 games, um, 75 goals, including that big goal in that
0: Grand Final.
1: Didn't he was one that kicked? Yeah, kicked the clutch yeah.
0: goal. Yep. Yep. Very close um, to Norm Smith as well.
1: Yeah, I think he will be. I think a lot of people will remember him just for that, just from that goal. I think he was a pretty good. Um, he was a good, solid player. Like you'll hear, I say a lot about a lot of these players. Um, just another solid player that you would want on your club if you could pick him. Um, from Eastern Rangers, um, defender down back of solid. Another just a solid player. Would l- love to have had him at Melbourne. Obviously, we went down another path that worked out terribly um that yep yeah, can't have I don't think I can have too many arguments about taking him at number eight
0: so now number nine um with the kangaroos originally took Hamish McIntosh. um so he was pretty solid I think he'll probably finish in the top 20 here um so I'm gonna go with uh Premiership captain I can't let him drop any further even though I don't really like him but I'm uh, gonna have to take Nick Maxwell here I think um, originally 15th in the rookie draft Premiership captain 2010 um, all, all Australian Somehow Don't know about that But <laughs> um, <laughs> Short and sharp Obviously he um, Anyway if you're good enough to win a premiership As a captain And have your peers uh, Have uh, have that re- much respect for you You're probably someone who's going to be good around your footy club um, So I'll take him at number 9 He's uh, got originally- number 10
1: Originally uh, rookie fifteen as well. Yeah.
0: That's a that's a sharp um, pick up.
1: Um, number ten, I'm gonna go Jay Schultz.
0: Yeah, good player. A uh, very Jay good two, three years there.
1: Yeah, there was a, there was that stage where everyone was like, um Jay Schultz is one of the premier forwards. Um sort of a bit uh bit underrated throughout his sort of time, I think. Like sort of just went under the radar, um, so his career at Richmond and then obviously Port Adelaide is where he sort of had his best years, um, three hundred and thirty goals. Um, I think taking him at number ten, I'd be pretty happy with that.
0: He um, kicked sixty six goals uh, in in one year, in one of his years at Port Adelaide, he kicked forty over forty goals four times in a row. So you yep. pretty happy with that. Obviously, not not elite stat line, but in the draft, it's so uh, so light on for forwards. And you'd pretty yeah. happy to add that with your pick in. Uh, on to the next one, 11, uh, Essendon again. Um, so if we're getting uh, Schultz. Michael Ryan Crowley. Uh, yep. As the next pick. Obviously, not, not the most popular of players going around in the no, competition. No, not by any stretch. Um, he was an absolute pain to play on. Uh, but a very, very good tagger as well. He... Uh, Looked after most of the players, superstar players in the competition. Did a good job. Took out a best and fairest with the Dockers. Uh, didn't quite get the 200 games, but he was a pretty uh, pretty solid player there for a little while. Um, and I, I, I'm a big fan of people you don't want to play against and having them on your team. And he is one of the main examples of that for mine. So I'll go Ryan Crowley there. Uh, next up, the Tigers. Uh, so this was originally the Jay Schultz pick number twelve. So who are yep. you going to go for now?
1: Um, I think I'm going to go with Brad Sewell Brad yep. Sewell. Um, part of that the was part for bits of the Hawthorne that um great area they went through. Two hundred game player for them. Um, one one BNF two flags. Um, I think he was um. And picked a, uh, in the rookie draft. I think he was a pretty good player uh, for what they got him at. Yeah, um, the Hawks would be pretty, pretty impressed with that. I think I always actually rated him. I thought he was pretty good, um, pretty solid. Um, Diddy's just not only solid players, um, had, probably averaged, had would probably averaged 15 touches a game. 20, 20
0: touches a yeah, game. Yeah, 15. One of those 18, 20 touches a game, sort of. Yeah, 25. Sort of characters. Like, that's
1: why. That's where you're. you're inside,
0: inside mid, tackled hard. Yeah. Yeah, I would have had him there as well. Um, number 13, uh, Fremantle. Uh, Brian Shammer was originally their pick. One of the all time yep. names. Shammer.
1: Great
0: name. It's fantastic. Um, I'm going with. I, have, I originally had him a bit lower. Um, but I'm gonna push him up this pe- I'm going with big Wilbur will Minson
1: um, um, what of call him? the dumbest smart player he's ever seen? Th-
0: he's a dumb smart bloke apparently called a rocket and obviously rocket uh, I think rocket had it out for him though as uh, that, uh, video, <laughs> that video that video that all the audio that leaked last year that was, <laughs> um, that was gold um, <laughs> And you can see it in the way he played as well like in then that like he didn't do a lot of stuff. He did a lot of stuff very well. I mean, he made the Australian team in twenty thirteen, but yeah, some of the stuff he did on the footy field was pretty uh, could be pretty hard to believe sometimes. He did um, sort of just
1: lum- lumber around like a big, yeah,
0: sort of friendly giant. That, yeah, he's um, the he's the stereotypical ruckman. Yeah, um, but having said that, had a couple of good years there, uh, and I, I pretty have him having one hundred ninety one games. Um, so he's going to pick thirteen. On to 14. Um, so Melbourne have two in a row here. So who are you adding with their first one?
1: Uh, I'm going Tom Lonigan. Yep. Uh, I'm just. We keep saying it. Another one of those solid defenders that you want in your side. 6'6", six, six, 197 centimetres, 200 games for Geelong, 55 goals. Um, premiership player. Um, yeah, I don't have too much to say about him. Yeah. I think just another player incredible
0: that... comeback story cuz he oh, he started his career up forward and then what do you break a rib or lost a like it was a kidney injury or something
1: um, serious internal injury yeah. to his kidney
0: yeah yes uh, the come to come back from that and be a cuz he, he would have only played you know 50 games by that stage so to come back and play your best footy after going through something as traumatic as that is um, pretty impressive
1: to have um, your to have your kidney um, lacerated and bruised and then to lose 17 kilos Mm-mm. during that whole ordeal um, in a coma to come back and be the sort of the great player he was and very solid player
0: he was. Um, Twice in the All-Australian uh, 40-man squad um, and yep. then added the 2011 premiership to his arsenal. Um, so, number 15 we're up to now. Um, still with the Demons. If you've gone for again. Um, the rest of my list is pretty much key defenders. So I'll not go. I'll go for uh, Adam Selwood. Adam Selwood. Um, over, obviously, not not as good as uh, his uh, younger youngest brother. Uh, probably the him and Scott are pretty similar. As the second best uh, Selwood, uh, one type of Premiership player. Um, had some problems with injuries. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty happy to take him. He's going to be, you know, when you draft a do you know they're going to give you their all. Uh, so him as pick fifteen, um, pick sixteen. Uh, who um, we leaving? That's Port Adelaide. I'm
1: um, um, I'm going for Jared Rivers. Jared Rivers. Um, what eventually well, Melbourne picked him at twenty six. Twenty six. Um, yep. Would would pretty? I'll take a pretty good pick for a 194 hundred ninety four hundred ninety four games. Um, I thought he was a pr- solid player. Um, obviously, he played in some pretty average teams for Melbourne. They went to the Cats. Um, 44 games for the Cats. Um, yeah, I think. Um, can't say too much about him. 6'4", defender. Did his job in a, when Melbourne weren't um, their best. Um, I it's think a bit unlucky
0: because he he left when he after he left Melbourne, obviously and uh, his career down Geelong. He just had that could have possibly been a part of a better site but just had those injury problems.
1: I think, I think if he went to a better team, he would have been a people would have thought he's a better player. But coming from a team like Melbourne in some of their dark dark years, um, obviously uh, you joined the club two thousand three. So there was a time where he was playing and um, Melbourne were actually. Made, beat, beat Saints in the elimination final and then after that it's all downhill from there left when yeah. everyone was leaving the club Um, yeah I'll, I'll take him at 16
0: alright so that brings us to and Rising Star winner as well uh, 2004 um, so that's always a, a good sign someone starting your career well especially as a key position player Um, yeah. so 17 now I've got the Doggies uh, I'm gonna go with uh, spud ferido here um, yep. two hundred seventy five games that that shocked me uh, another person if you're playing on Spud Ferreira, I don't think you're having an easy day at the office um, no. I think he's gonna he's gonna hassle you he's gonna you know stand on your feet and do all sorts of annoying stuff um, to stop you from getting the footy um undersized as a key defender um, but tried his heart out uh, and ended up having a Pretty uh, pretty good career. Obviously, uh, let go in unceremonial, unceremonial uh, circumstance along with a few others um, with the Kangas. But uh, sort of stalwart of the footy club, life member. Um, you're happy to have that this late in the draft. Yes. Another um, one originally off the rookie rookie draft as pick ten.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Um, pick nineteen now. Yep, the Lions. The Lions, I'm going to pick Daniel Merritt, so they get him around earlier. Yep, They're big source. Uh, uh, they originally picked Troy Selwood. Um, but, yep, I'm going Daniel Merritt, very solid player. Another one One of those that could have been, if you look at it, any team could have really taken him in the between 10 and 20, really. All very similar. Um, good servant for the to Brisbane for the club, um, yes, um, current coach of the women's women's team, forward forward coach. Um,
0: Interesting, didn't know that.
1: 6'5", big boy, 100 kegs, um, real solid player down back, I thought, and um, would would love him in my team.
0: Yeah, I, I would have gone for Joel Patful, uh, head of the big source. Yep. Um, those two best and fairests um, with the, uh, the Lions speak for themselves. Um, obviously, wasn't drafted. I was drafted to Port Adelaide here um, from rookie draft number 14. Um, didn't play a game with the power, then ended up at Brisbane um, in the national draft a few years later. Um, played 220 games, sorry, 182 games for them. Twice best and fairest. Then uh, a couple seasons uh, in uh, for the Giants. So, yeah, with two best and ferris I'd have to take him just ahead of the big source. Um, yep. Just solely off that, paying for the same club. But, yeah, nineteen or 20 probably done a massive difference. Uh, ones we've missed. Um, so, spoke about Jared Brennan a little bit. Um, Steven Salopek. Jason Winderlich was a pretty good player for the Bombers, was vice-captain um, before the drug saga. Um, Byron Sharma, Brent Staker, um, Brent Maloney, Aaron Edwards, Jason Portleza, Shannon Burns, uh, Nick Bevan, Joel McDonald, and uh, Brett Ebert was probably Brett Ebert was probably the unluckiest one um, for mine uh, off the rookie list. Um, had a couple of years where he's in the Australian forty man. Uh, I probably would have would have had him just head of the source merit, um, but he still gets a bit of love as an honorable mention. Um, so yeah, not as pretty, you can probably tell that there those picks, not, not the top draft that we're going to look at, but you know, still a lot of serviceable players, um, quite a few yep. premiership players thrown in there, um, very, a similar few similar careers. To
1: the, the, very similar to the 2000 draft, a lot of role players, a lot of sealed, um, really solid players for the, um, the clubs that they got picked to, um, you look at the list. A lot of good, lot of good players picked up in the rookie draft, which you see every year, really. Yeah. Um, which I, I think it gives every kid hope. I think if he whether you get picked 1, 15, 20 on the rookie draft, Rook, yeah. kids and the, they get picked up in the rookie draft, they'll be looking at kids like Nick Maxwell, who would have he how how could he pick that he was going to be all Australian captain, um, captain of premiership two hundred eight games to Collingwood. Um, yeah, you just gotta have a have a bit of belief and like still rookie draft. Um, one a flag, one two flags. Like, can happen to anyone, really. Um, but obviously, I think considering it took us an hour over over an hour to go through the two thousand and one <laughs> draft. Yeah. Or, yeah, the two thousand and one draft, and it's taken us half an hour to go through this one. Yeah sort of states the bit difference of how much we can talk about each player. Um, but, um, well we're not
0: we're not we're not done just yet though Ben. We still have the infamous oh, have... what did Melbourne do?
1: Oh, do we really have
0: to? <laughs> 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 uh, and obviously as always we'll run through some winners and losers as well. Um, so Daniel Bell was Melbourne's first pick uh, with pick 14, 66, 66 games. Game. Um, not not much to speak of there. Nick Smith picked 15, four games. Uh, not great. Uh, Jared Rivers was a good pick.
1: That that was a good pick. I'm I'm happy with that. i will take that. Yep.
0: Um, Gary Moorcroft. Um, obviously mature age. They took with pick thirty nine. Um, pretty high for a mature age player. Obviously, um, had had a few good years at the Bombers there. Um, but only added three games uh, with the uh, uh, Demons before he was delisted. Uh, then yep. Cameron Hunter and Ryan Ferguson were the two last picks in the National Draft. 48 games combined. And then one of your uh, all-time favourites, Ben, pick 56, Nathan Carroll in the rookie draft. What a man. What a man. <laughs> no, 70, 56. Yeah. Sorry, go on. 71 games for the club, obviously. He was actually drafted uh, by Frio um, in 2000. or Sorry, 99, I should say. Um, and then, yeah, got what a second it? go with the, yeah, got a second go with the Demons.
1: And so yeah. didn't even um, didn't even get a game over there. No.
0: no. I think his haircuts,
1: his haircuts to speak for itself.
0: Yeah, and what, what he do? took took down the uh, took down the G train as well, didn't the he? The G train. Oh wait, what a video. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> average defender. Can't get a seventy-one decent games out of a bloke from the rookie draft. Can't complain too much. Um. Yeah, um I would, well, considering he played more games in our pick fifteen and sixteen combined, yeah. so
0: that's a win if you look at that. Look at it that way. Um, so, as far as the winners go, um, once again, uh, Geelong did their thing for the fourth year in a row. Um, Andrew Mackey, uh, Tom Lonigan, um, were the main ones that excelled um, after Geelong picks, and so they just put in the finishing touches uh, on a, on their uh, future dynasty. Um, Shannon oh, okay. Shannon Burns as well uh, in the rookie draft, um, who played in two flags, I think. Yeah, two flags in two thousand nine. So you can't uh, can't argue with that one too much. Uh, hats off to them because that was the fourth year right? they did it. Um, uh, Sydney, another club who was able to puts put together some pieces to put together uh, their, their premiership run. Uh, Jared McVeigh um, was the, well, obviously the headliner then um, as we uh, spoke about earlier, Sean Dempster or did most of his best work at the Saints but was involved with those Sydney teams and Nick Malcheski uh, with the late round pick number 64 uh, and then in the rookie draft as well, Paul Bevan, uh, who was involved in the 2005 Premiership um, as a little uh, reliable back pocket. So they got four yep. four Premiership players so you can't argue with that. Now, the other winner in this one, um, was the rookie draft and the win- and the back one in particular that came yep. out of it? Um, pretty much all, every all all the successful players out of the rookie draft, not just this year, but uh, in most years, teams yep. tend to be defenders. Uh, so we've already uh, gone through most of them. Uh, you know, your Faritos, your patfuls Maxwell, the um, uh Paul Bevan, Nathan Carroll were the main ones. Um, so yeah, pretty happy with that. And then Craig Bolton as well. He was at Brisbane beforehand, um, then went to Sydney, another centre back, two-time Australia. Um, so that's why if you're looking at the draft, that's why he wasn't involved because obviously he's already, already been on the Brisbane list yep. and played a few games. So otherwise would have been probably a top-ten pick. Um, losers. Um, when there's winners, there's always going to be losers. Uh, Hawthorne, surprisingly, considering the two other clubs that have had the biggest success in recent times, Sydney and Geelong. Uh, from, from drafting this era, Hawthorne uh, missed out, um, unlike the previous year when they smashed it with Hodge and Mitchell. Um, on this occasion, though, not to be Luke Brennan with pick eight, uh, left a bit to be desired. Uh, and then their second, then they didn't have another pick for a while. Um, and then Tim Boyle with 51, about just the 31 games. Um, and then Lachlan Veal who didn't play a single game for them was they all their three picks in the national draft. Um, the doggies oh we mentioned Tim Walsh before just the one game with your pick four is never ideal. They did get big Wilbur in the second round so it adds a bit of respectability. Um, Brad Murphy in the third round or oh, sorry late late second round pick 33 um, struggled Scott bassett uh, only had the 15 games the so doggies as well. They uh, got a fair
1: player. We'll pick one next year, though.
0: They did. Um, obviously uh, Cooney. So well, interesting to see when we do the two thousand three. Probably do that next week. I'd say. Um, yeah, we'll get it done sometime. If how Cooney uh, stacks up, and then Essendon was the other one. Um, coming off the last year, this was their last year of the uh, their dynasty. Um, let go of a few players. Got a got a few extra picks. Um, and then to 11 and 10 and 11, Jason Laycock and Jason Winderlich. Um, Winderlich, probably a bit stiff to have him on that, that uh, losers list, um, but um, Laycock left a bit to be desired. Um, and then two picks in the in the 20s as well, 27 and 28, combined for 11 games, being Darren Welsh and Tristan Cartledge. Um, so four picks in the top 30 when you're coming off um, a stellar, stellar couple of years there. Um, is not what they were after. Um, that's about it for me uh, as far as 2002 goes. Um, we've gotten through this one a bit quicker today. I think that's probably been some of the feedback we've got. But, uh, probably better to have those shorter sort of episodes um, talk yeah. about a few different things. Um, so we'll try and get a couple out again this week. Obviously, the content's starting to come back slowly and slowly uh, as we're getting more and more um, belief that sport could be back Um, in a matter of time. Uh, So hopefully if we post one, so I'm going to post this straight away, Monday night, get this uh, out there, Wednesday. Um, So we're going to report our findings from the most recent episodes of the Michael Jordan documentary. Um, So at about halfway through. Um, So I've told Ben, Ben just binged it over the weekend and today. Um, So we're looking forward to uh, giving you our thoughts on that. Um, And then also hopefully there might be some developments um, on the uh, Dean Ladley situation and we can give you our thoughts um, on that. And then if there's any other developments, if we're getting any more sniffs that sports closer, we will be the first to let you know. All right. Well, thanks for that, Ben. I hope you all enjoyed that. We'll catch us next time.
1: Yeah, cheers. Let us know if you've got anything else to say, if you want any... um any sort of topics coming up. If you want us to cover anything, let us know. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I want to hear all all your suggestions out there. Cheers.